0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting all about Dinacharya and understanding your dosha. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. So if you guys are listening to this, I'm recording this actually the day after the fall or autumn equinox. And um, I'm excited. Like We are coming into the Vata time of year. And if you guys have been following or listening in to the podcast, you might know that um, Ayurveda is a huge component of what I do and what I teach. And so I really wanted to deep dive into that because this is an important time, um, not only in Ayurveda, but in our lives because we are switching into a Vata or more... um, kind of it can be scattered energy and we can feel that. Maybe we already feel that right now um, and that might manifest or look like being a little bit unsure of what your next step is or just feeling a little off. And it can be because the weather, because our dosha is also associated with um, the weather and time of day, time of year, all of that. And so with that Vata time of the day, it gets a little bit more scattered. And the weather can be cold some days, it can be hot some days, it can be windy, it can be rainy. Um, If you're in Minnesota, maybe it will snow, we just never know. So that's kind of the um, Vata energy that the atmosphere even picks up on. So of course, what's going on outside is also going on inside. And so that's kind of the same thing, um, You know, when we kind of look at ourselves and just kind of notice, oh, Huh. I have been feeling a little ungrounded. Um, And that's where important things like grounding to start your day, such as meditation, um, a little morning routine, and it's going to look different for everyone. So depending on your dosha, how you start your day could look completely different from someone who is a kapha. So let's just like break all that down and what I just told you. So for vata, pitta, and kapha are the three doshas. And so we each have a primary dosha. And for me, I Pretty much I'm a pitta. Um, I've been working on cultivating more kafa into my life this year, which I have actually done a really awesome job at. And I'll, I'll maybe do a future podcast on that of how to cultivate um, a dosha, maybe that you don't have as much of, and why you'd want to do that. But um, you know, for pittas, we really need to start our days with something a little bit more self care, so a little ease, because pittas tend to come out sharp. And so um, if you start your day maybe with a to do list and coffee and you have a set um you know way you like your day to start, maybe mixing it up, having that variety. Maybe some days you start it with movement, some days it's meditation. Some days maybe you just want to read a book. And just having that variety really helps keep that pitta, you know, cooling because pittas will tend to run hot. So that's why pittas like that cooling or more variety just to take care of themselves. For that Vata energy, if you're a Vata and you're in the Vata time of year, grounding is so key because we just can get out of, out of our head and just kind of like floating through our day and really unscattered if we're not taking the time to ground in the morning. And again, that can look different for everyone. Maybe you have to go out and step on the earth and just kind of feel the earth, you know, just barefoot underneath your feet and just maybe you ground that way. Um, maybe it is meditation. Maybe it is praying. Maybe it is grabbing mala beads, whatever that looks like, you know, finding that routine for you. And that is something to kind of incorporate into your day and doing it at the same time each day. So that's key for vatas to stay on that um, energy, that consistent energy. So that way you're not feeling all over, like whoa, one day it's at eight o'clock, the next day it's at six a.m. and then it's at nine o'clock. Your body doesn't like that and that's where your body starts to kind of, um, I guess it would go a little bit out of balance and a little bit out of whack and that's when we start to feel that ungrounded feeling again. Now moving on to kaphas. Kaphas typically need to start the day with movement. So if you're a kapha dosha, Movement is really key to start your day. And that can look like yoga. That can look like your actual full, full force workout. You know, it's whatever, whatever that looks like in your life, going for a walk, um, going for a bike ride. That is a really good way to start your day if you're a kapha. And that's just to get things moving. Um, and that's kind of in a nutshell, the three different ways that you can start your day based on your dosha. So now that I just told you all of those three ways, now, if you are a pitta But you're feeling off in vata energy, meaning you're feeling more scattered. You're not grounded. You do not want to tackle your to-do list. You have so many big ideas, and you just don't know where to get going. That means your vata is off. Then you want to start your day with the grounding. So this is why it's important to know about all three of the doshas. Because no matter what dosha we are, we have all three of those things inside of us. And we can go out and get out of balance in any Area, and uh, that's why I'm not a big fan of just just because you are this means you need to do this. That's actually not how I teach um, doshas at all. I teach it on you have to know all three because we have to know what's going on in our body and we have to know what's feeling out of balance. So once you have an understanding about each of the three doshas, then you can better treat what's going on in the body. So if you know, okay, even if I am a pitta, well, we're approaching the vata time of year and you're a pitta who tends to go out or become imbalanced in vata, you know, okay, I really got to be paying attention to my grounding practices. What am I doing every morning for myself? Now, I will say that most people in general, the vata energy tends to go out. That's the first thing that goes out. And that also pushes um, disease or illness through the body. So vata is the wind energy. So just like outside wind, it's wind in our body. And so this is the energy that pushes things around. So what can happen is if you have too much kapha energy, which is more of a stagnant energy, and it gets pushed into the lungs, the vata pushes it there, and you're out of balance in your kapha, and your vata, that's when we get that respiratory um, stuff going on, the colds, that stuff just that you're like, oh, my, my chest just feels so congested. That's because we have a little thing going out of balance in that kapha vata energy. And so those are ways that we can really start to attack and you know pay attention to what's going on, um, not only in our bodies, but outside of our bodies. And that's how we really tie in our Ayurveda into our lives, because everything is connected. And hopefully I didn't just like completely like lose you guys because this is, it's definitely a a deeper concept, but once you understand the way to look at these things, you really start to see the world a different way and you really start to notice, oh wow, okay, it is fall. I I have been feeling the need to can things or to um, freeze stuff for the winter. Like that's just me personally. Like I went on a canning spree. I'm going to actually do that later today is can some tomatoes. For the winter, I was freezing my spaghetti squash. I already froze some tomato um, sauce because I had extra, you know, vegetables from my garden. And so that is something that my body just naturally was like, now's the time to do it. Let's start to, um, you know, bake some banana bread. Let's do some zucchini bread from the leftover zucchini from last harvest. All of those things that are little ways in our body just kind of naturally is in tune with the season. So just paying attention to that in your life. Um, and one of the ways that we, we really like to do this and one of the ways I really like to do this is with a cleanse. So Ayurveda is in favor of cleanses twice a year in the spring and in the fall. And usually it's that week where you start to transition from maybe a little bit warmer temperatures to dropping to a little bit cooler. So I'm gonna just give you guys the you know, kind of Minnesota temperatures, adjust this to wherever you are because we're a, a little bit colder up here. But um, you know, maybe from the 60s, you're dropping down to maybe the 40s or low 50s. So that's kind of the little temperature drop that you're looking for. And that is when you know, okay, now is a great week to do this cleanse. So. I've actually been doing a cleanse for four years now, which I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm loving it. And one of the reasons that we do cleanses is because it helps us prevent illness. So going into the um, winter season, it actually does help us prevent us from getting sick. Um, and one of the other reasons I do it is because it connects me to myself. So this is like, you go deep for a week. I do no technology. So I really kind of eliminate social media for the week. I really work on... Um, you know, minimal TV. So I set rules around like maybe one hour every other day, or just none at all for the week. I just kind of play with whatever I need, and then I just kind of go from there. And then my food. So on a on a true Ayurvedic cleanse, a lot of the times you're having kitchery. So for every meal for the week, and that's that's something that I'm really looking forward to is to get into that cleanse state because it really does help you open up new doors. And that is not only in the physical body, but the mental body. Because I think for for so many of us, we don't realize how overstimulated we are until we step out and we realize, holy moly, I've been consuming. Um, you know, if you look on your phone, it will tell you how many how many hours you spent on like Instagram or on the Facebook app or in your email. And when you look at that at the end of the day, you're like, wow, I spent four hours opening Instagram throughout the course of my day, four hours. That is a ton. And that's maybe, you know, low for some people, but that is something to kind of pay attention to. Same thing with TV. If you're like, wow, I watched two movies. And then you're like, wait, that's four hours. So on top of the Instagram and then the TV, that's eight hours of just consuming and consuming other people's stuff. So that's kind of where we start to lose our connection with ourself. And that's why I really love to do the detox because we start to tune in and say, oh, wow. Okay, that's not something that I want for my life. I don't want to be spending that much time on um, you know on social media or watching TV or whatever comes up for you, and so stuff usually does come up where you're like, wow, this could be a life changer. And so that's one of the major reasons I personally like to do these um, Ayurvedic detoxes, and I just want to tell you a little bit more about it because I'm going to run one. And this is the first year that I'm running one that I'm actually going to be charging for, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I ran one last year that was free, but what I find is if I don't charge people, what tends to happen, and I know this from personal experience we don't do it. You know, let's be real. Like how many times do you get like a free thing? And you're like, awesome. And you maybe look at it once, you don't even go all the way through it. And then it's done. So the same thing with uh, detox, we say we're going to do it, but unless we've actually put something down, typically it goes out the window and we don't do it. And so that's why I was like, okay, if I'm going to really be of service to people, I have to charge for this. Now, as if you're listening to this on the day it's coming out, if you join before September 27th, because we're going to start October 1st and we're going to be the whole month. Um, if you start, if you join before then, you can bring a friend for free or what people are doing is just splitting it. So maybe you pay, it's going to be 149. So maybe you pay 75 and your friend pays 75. Um, and that's kind of how people are doing it. So that way they're like, oh, awesome. So really look into that if you're looking at that. And that's, that's the main reason that I'm charging is just because we have to, <laughs> like being in the fitness industry for 11 years, like if I don't do that, people don't do that. Uh, people don't follow through with, their, with what they're doing. And I will just share a quick story about that because I couldn't believe this. This would have been uh, probably four years ago now. This gal that I trained, um, her insurance paid for training for her. And the insurance covered $3,000 worth of personal training sessions. So she trained with me for a month, lost 10 pounds. Crazy good. Well, at the end of that month, and her goal was to lose, I think she wanted to lose 60 to 70 pounds. Um, And that's why the insurance covered it. So at the end of the month, I never heard from her or saw her again. And I was like, and she'd already paid the insurance paid up front, like already had the three grand in my pocket. And I'm like, holy moly. I asked one of the trainers is like, what is this ethical? Like, should I send it back? And he was like, okay, it's the insurance company. They don't need any more money. Like, you're fine. That's, that's not your fault. She didn't come back because you reached out to her multiple times. She didn't, she didn't follow through because it wasn't her money. So she, whether she trained with me or not, it didn't matter. Cause that $3,000 was from her insurance company, not from her own pocket. And she had great results the first month. So like, that's where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, cause we talked about that me and this trainer did about people just needing to put a little extra something down. So we follow through with things. And I know anytime that I do that, like if I am putting down a lot of money for coaching or for training or fitness or whatever, I know I'm going because I'm like, I put money towards this. I for sure am getting the value out of it. And so that's, that's my main reason for um, charging. And out there, if you're, if you're someone who's like, oh my gosh, I haven't been charging for something that you're offering, maybe that's a good reason to start doing that. Even if you're an artist and you're doing artwork, Definitely charge for that. That's your time. That's your talent. Like pay. You want people to pay you for that and pay you for your time. So just little ways to kind of look at, um, you know, maybe what you're doing and being like, okay, wow, I am offering this service. Maybe I should be charging. So people will really appreciate what they're getting and really get results by, you know, me offering them this service. So that's just a little side tangent. Um, but back over onto the detox. So. What the detox is, what I'm gonna do, um, I'm calling it uh, Evolve Into You because again, it's not just that physical, it's that mental. And this is not a weight loss cleanse. If you know me, like that's just not my, not my thing. Um, I, I just, it's just not my thing. I don't even know how much I weigh. I won't weigh myself before this or after. Like that's just not what I do. But you might lose weight, you might not. Um, I don't like to be obsessed about that. Most of the people I work with aren't either. And it's just more about cleansing the body. Internally and externally. So, when we go into this, you're going to have a month-long uh, workouts. So, a workout for your dosha. So, I'm giving you guys a workout each week based on your dosha. So, you're going to get all three doshas. So that way, if you're like, "Oh, I'm really feeling out of balance in my vata this week," but I am a pitta, then you do the vata workout. Uh, I also am giving you guys the workouts to do the week of the detox because I know some people are like, well, "What should I do?" You can always rest, or I have some easier workouts because. We might maybe you're consuming more food, maybe not. I don't know. Depends on where your diet's at. And um this is a nourishing cleanse, so you should not be going hungry. So if you're going hungry or if you think you're gonna be starving on this, this is not the cleanse for you. Like you want to be nourished. You want to eat until you are full and feeling um and feeling good. So we're gonna talk about you know that and I give you some different recipes for kitchery as well as some other things in there um, like churnia and I'm going to give you guys some tea recipes and fire cider and elderberry syrup. So I'm going to teach you guys how to make that and why you want that on hand during the winter months to help prevent illnesses as well. So we're going to go through a lot of fun stuff like that. We're going to have some pop-up challenges through um, the month and um, why I'm doing it a month. Like The detox is only going to be one week of that four weeks, but what happens with a lot of cleanse and detoxes is they don't actually get you into it properly or emerge you from it. And so that's when people get really sick or um, they just feel this really big bounce back from it because we didn't take the time to nurture our bodies as we go into it. So usually, and I've totally been guilty of this in the past, and I'm sure probably many of you have as well, where you're like, okay, I'm starting this thing on Monday. So the night before you're like, I'm gonna eat all the things, I'm gonna drink all of the wine, and then I'm gonna start on Monday well, that's actually really, really bad for our body and our system and our liver because it just can't have time to process and go through because the next day you kind of send your body into shock because you just ate all the things, you drank all the things. And then the next day we're starting, which means our body is like, what just happened? We went from really overindulging to just being like, no, nothing. So that's why we want to take a week, maybe two to kind of start to level things off. So for me, coffee is going to be my bad, my hard thing to kind of do. So it will take me two weeks to ramp up, to be able to hopefully not have headaches the entire week um, of the detox. So that might be where you're looking at too, is you might have to start reducing, maybe if you're having two cups to one cup that first week. And then the second week, maybe you start every other day having coffee. And then that week that we're detoxing, maybe you just eliminate it altogether. And that's kind of the little ways that we can work up to it, whatever whatever that be for you, because we're, we're going to try not to have meat that week, we're going to try not to have sugar, or we're going to try not to have alcohol, all of that's going trying to be trying to eliminate it that week. So that's kind of the main thing with that. And then the emergence from it, you don't want to go back as soon as we're done having kitchery, the last you know meal on Saturday or Sunday. Um, the next day, you don't want to start and have all the meat, have all of the wine, have all of the sugar that next Monday, because then we're just going to feel awful because our body just went through this nice detox and then it's just going to puff back up and um, it's not going to feel good. And puff up meaning just like, you know, when our skin gets um, just uh, like that puffy redness feeling from having too much salt and sugar and all that stuff. And that tends to happen when we just kind of go from extreme to extreme. So that's why we don't want to do that that week. We want to ease back into things. Now, this detox is not for everyone. It's not for someone who is pregnant. So if you're pregnant, not a good time to detox. If you're breastfeeding, not a good time to detox. Why? Because if you've been over, if you've been breastfeeding for over a year, maybe, but if you're, if you're a new mom, um, and I know detoxes, cleanses probably sound really inviting during that time period. But if you're breastfeeding, we're, we're getting out some toxins. We're releasing stuff because stuff is going to be coming out of our bodies that we've had in us because we are slowly getting into it. And then that week, we really might be like, oh, wow, I'm getting rid of some toxins and just feeling feeling good. Um, and if we're breastfeeding, obviously that's going to be going into the baby and we do not want that. So that's the main reason there. And then the other one that I I just personally, that I, I don't think is a good fit for the detox is someone who's looking to lose just 10 pounds and just that's what you want to do. That's the whole reason for doing the detox. It's just not a—it's not a good fit because this isn't the detox for you. Like, there's no shakes. You don't have to buy any pills. That none of that. There's no nothing quick fix about this. This is just something that you do yearly. And a lot of people do do this yearly. Once again in the spring. Once in the fall. And so, I didn't really mean to turn this into a long Ayurvedic detox talk, but that's why—that's why we do it. And I think there is um, a bad rap about this. About detoxes and cleanses and yes i i totally was not a fan until i started doing this ayurvedic detox cuz it's just it's different it's not about depleting it's not about taking away it's about nourishing and seeing what you can add into your life so by taking you know some of the technology pieces away we're saying okay but what what can i put into its place like i can spend more time journaling i can spend more time reading my book or coloring or spending time with your family or your pets, whatever. Um, That's what we're kind of looking at is on the flip side, what are we adding into our lives? So in a nutshell, that was um, a little bit about the detox. And if you're interested in joining ours, it's at andreaclausencom backslash evolve. And again, we start October 1st and it runs the entire month of October. And if you join before the 27th, you get to bring a friend for free or split it with your friend. Um, But i I'm so looking forward to this and it's something that uh, I know a lot of the people in my community last year enjoyed the ones who did it with the free one and I know again probably I would say of maybe the 100 people that signed up for the free one I think I consistently heard from like five to six so that's why I was like okay if I really want to if I want to make this a difference like I really want to make sure you guys are in this and we're going to have a pop-up Facebook group so it'll just be for that month so we can get in there and we can chat and we can say wow I'm, this recipe is really good, or I found this kitchery recipe, is this one okay for the detox? Whatever. That's kind of what we're going to do. Okay. So in a nutshell, hopefully you guys kind of understood all of the things about the doshas and your daily routines um, and coming into the fall season, why the detoxes are so important and um, how to just, you know, maybe ground down for your dosha, depending on what's going on. So really paying attention to that. Um, again, if you guys want to head over to andrewclawson.com backslash evolve, you can find more information about the detox. Otherwise I will be back again next week, but I do have a weekly challenge for you guys. So my weekly challenge is to notice what dosha is going maybe imbalanced this week. So if you're feeling a little off, try to pinpoint why and what dosha it's associated with. All right. So thank you guys so much. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power thank you so much for listening to the peaceful power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclausen.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.